0: Hi, this is ESPN's Dave Lamont, and you're listening to the Sports Objective Podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Pirates.
1: to bowl mania right here on the sports objective as pirates the bowl is set and let's bring in now our producer and a man that does everything behind the scenes our eyes Oz, Bubba
2: Rosebum how are you man doing well dave and uh, i hope you are and fired up about finally finding out whether pirates will be going bowling and that's of course to birmingham they'll be traveling down you know, here in a couple weeks um game on the 27th and um, that's a tuesday Eastern kickoff uh, at Protective Stadium, the new downtown stadium, a little over uh, Mm 40,000. Taking on the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, and um, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to get an eighth win.
1: No doubt about it. As we bring in Matt Semenza, a guy that knows all about bowls and playing in Liberty Bowls, how are you, sir?
3: I'm doing well, guys. Um, Good to catch up with you as always, and Like you said, it's nice to finally know the destination and the opponent. You know, it's been kind of interesting to watch over the last week, you know, all of the experts out there, um, you know, with their predictions, you know, first it was Fenway and then rumors to the military and Boca. And then, you know, obviously then major rumor with uh, the Gasparilla in Tampa. um, But here we are in Birmingham. So it's been kind of interesting to watch.
1: Yeah, this is, uh, well, uh, these are the two that were really made sense uh, this week as uh, we heard a lot about Tampa with Gasparilla and the second one we heard about was Birmingham. So it was down to uh, these two uh, pretty much. And uh, I think Boca was way early on. We did see actually one uh, thing yesterday with Boca, but it's good that we finally, this has been the longest football week of my life, but the good news is it's a good problem to have that we're going bowling some fans are being ridiculous and uh, whether it's on our show or not on social media that, you know, with the matchup in Birmingham, Hey, let me tell you something. This is going to be the first bowl game we played since the last time we were in Birmingham. Um, What was that in uh, January of 2015? So I have no issues playing coastal Carolina. They've been great the last couple of years and people were asking, by the way, why don't we play them down in Myrtle beach? Because they don't want to play and their home stadium, they want to get to somewhere else. So that's why we're not playing in Myrtle Beach. Yes, Myrtle Beach will be closer for all of us. But the fact of the matter is, the fact that we're on, a, again, talking about a bowl for two years in a row, we haven't done that since 2014, 2015. So it's been a long, long time. Um, you know, well, 2015 was a bowl. 2013 and 14 were the seasons. But, Bubba, I mean, bowling in Birmingham, I'm, I'm stoked we finally know and we're getting to go.
2: Yeah, as you mentioned, back-to-back bowls for the first time since 2013 and 2014. Uh, and, and is this matchup on what a lot of Pirate fans would have liked to have seen? You know, a lot of talk was made uh, in the last few days, especially about um, Mizzou. Uh, and that seemed like a real possibility. It turns out the Mizzou's playing Wake Forest in the Gasparilla Bowl down in Tampa. That would have been an awesome matchup. Um, Pirates. Had a little bit of a history with Mizzou going back to the early 80s and Pirates won out there in Columbia. Um, defensive struggle. We were looking forward to maybe talking to Norman Quick and some of the guys from that era about that game and a uh, you know, potential matchup with Missouri this time around, but that wasn't to be. But um, in Coastal Carolina, I know a lot of folks, um, you know, since they're a new kid to the block um, – it's tough to accept, um, you know, what they've, what they've become and the success they've had in the last few seasons. And, uh, you know, with East Carolina having been around a long time and had a lot of success and uh, with our struggles uh, up until the last couple seasons, seasons, it's, it's been really hard to see a program like that uh, is so young, go 31 and six and be ranked in each of those three seasons, including twice in the top 15. Uh, so. The Pirate fans, even though this may not be the matchup you wanted, uh, we need to show up. We need to get down to Birmingham, support the program. Let's get eight wins for the first time since 2014, and let's just let's win a bowl game for what would be just the third time this century. Uh, we we won the Hawaii Bowl back in 07. We won the Beef O'Brady's Bowl in 2013, and that's it. Um, we've we've had some near misses against Arkansas, against Kentucky, against Florida. Um, but, you know, the, the Pirates have really struggled to uh, to be successful in bowl games. No doubt
1: about it. And another thing, guys, um, and Matt will bring you in, is the fact that we're playing for our eighth win of the year. People may act like, well, there's nothing to play for. There's a lot to play for. Um, this We have now these uh, practices coming up, which is great. This helps with uh, – it has to help with recruiting, knowing that we're a winning program again. People can't use that against us. Uh, Birmingham is a very nice city. Legion field, not so much, but they're playing in protective stadium where UAB plays 42,000. It's right behind me, uh, using that as my <laughs> the, um, picture behind me. But anyway, I think that for the fact of the matter that we're going to bowl in Birmingham, I'm, I'm OK with it. It could be way worse. And, uh, you know, Coastal Carolina, I think is a great matchup. One thing that comes to mind is Jamie Chidwell. He's gone. How will the team react to their coach being gone? We'll have to wait and see on that. But uh, as we bring in Kyle Barber, the man, the Mac Daddy, what's up? Dude? Well, I have
0: one question for you guys as we sit here uh, and find out we're playing Coastal in the Birmingham Bowl. Do you guys know what that one question is?
1: I know what it is. All Can right. you paint me a Birmingham? Can you paint me
0: a Birmingham?
2: I, I've been waiting all Make show. Make it look
0: just the way I planned.
2: Yeah, I heard I heard him sing that at Village Park in Kannapolis this summer, Kyle. That sounded just like me, didn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounded great.
0: Yeah. No, Tracy Lawrence, cool cool song. But seriously, I'm actually excited about the ball matchup. Unfortunately, I found out my wife made the announcement to me that we were going to Tampa had we were going to the um, Gasparilla Bowl. Um, so my wife makes that announcement to me. <laughs> After I found out we're going to the Birmingham Bowl. But... uh. Cannot go to the Birmingham Bowl, unfortunately. I have chemo treatments that very day. But I am, um, I am looking forward to the matchup. I think playing Coastal is a lot of fun. I think a lot of our fans are disappointed we didn't get a Power 5 opponent with Missouri or Syracuse or somebody like that. But I think Coastal, from a regional standpoint, they've been red hot. They've gotten a lot of national exposure on the ESPN networks here recently, right in the top 25 last year. Um, won their division of the Sun Belt this year. So, they're a great program, and um, I'm looking forward to the matchup. Hopefully, you know Jamie Chadwell leaving will be a distraction for them. They got interim head coach. They got Tim Beck coming in. Um, We better go down there excited and ready to play. If not, we're going to get beat.
1: Yeah, I remember the 2006 matchup when we played the USF, and we were just happy to be there in a bowl and not. We didn't take it very serious. I hope that it won't be. That's the last time I went to a bowl. I've been watching them on television. But I said the next time we go to a bowl, I'll be there. And we didn't make the military, unfortunately. But uh, here we are in Birmingham. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great,
2: Bubba. Yeah, and you bring up that 2006 game um, with the second year of the Skip Holtz era. Pirates in a bowl for the first time in five years. And that's something I was talking about with some – some folks earlier, including my dad, uh, just saying that, you know, that team, Nate, that South Florida team, that is, uh, that was a very young program, uh, very new to Division One A or FBS at the time. And in that program, um, you know, the more you, the more I think about it, um, I think it kind of you know, rubs our people the wrong way. You know, or kind of gets under our skin more because Coastal Carolina is regional, uh, whereas South Florida wasn't right here um, a couple hours down the road. But um, the, you know, where I'm going with that is just with the comparisons of those those two programs and um, both being very young programs. And um, like I was saying earlier, Coastal Carolina's had so much success these last three three seasons. I know. Um, a couple weeks ago, they were blown out up at JMU when they did not have their quarterback Grayson McCall. McCall was back yesterday for the championship game um, against Troy, and uh, you know, that was a game that um, they would not have been playing in had had James Madison been eligible. But uh, you know, even so, um, even though this team isn't isn't as good as um, coastal teams were. In the last couple years, when they won eleven games and beat BYU, when BYU I think was undefeated coming to Conway, uh, and this is still a very capable team. Um, and, and they beat beat an up and down App State team this year. Um, they, I want to say, uh, beat Georgia Southern, or maybe, maybe Georgia Southern won a close game in Conway. But uh, point being that, like Kyle was saying, if uh, we don't go to play, then uh, then they can definitely beat us, and our fans don't need to to think that.
1: Yeah, when you have people say that we're going to be laughing stock in North Carolina, Coastal Carolina is a very good football program, and so I, I, this is not a cupcake. Matt, as we bring you in, a, a former player of East Carolina, this is not a, a cupcake we're playing, so you better be ready, like Bubba said, and um, if they beat us, it won't be because we're not prepared. Hopefully, we'll be prepared and ready to
2: play. And they did play they did play Old Dominion this year, and that game was in Conway. Obviously, the Pirates you know, won rather handily, uh, pulling away in the second half from the Monarchs. And uh, the Monarchs uh, went to Conway and uh, really had their way with the Shanta yeah. clears. But um, th- that certainly doesn't mean anything as far as what will transpire yeah. here in three and a half weeks. No, because
0: they have some good wins. I will say this. If Coastal does have one weakness, they have trouble stopping the run. So... Uh, Keith Mitchell could have a big day against the Chanticleers. They're 9-3. If anybody – look, quite honestly, I think up until this past two games, had we played them, they would have been the favorite up until these past two games against uh, JMU and uh, Troy. And that Troy team that blew them out yesterday is an 11-win football team.
2: Yeah, their, Guys, their you- only <laughs> losses were to uh, App State on a Hail Mary and uh, uh, you a know, very fluky Hail Mary at that. And uh, and then the season opener against Ole Miss, so they they were a hail mary away from winning 12 straight ball games. Sorry, go ahead, Matt.
3: No, no, I was gonna say like just my immediate reaction when I when I kind of look at this matchup on paper is the first thing that really jumps out to me is you see two teams that are kind of really defensively kind of limping into bowl season, but if you look at these teams earlier, they played much better defense. So what I can take from that guys is that you had two teams that were really just kind of banged up, kind of limping to the finish line. Um, and now you have several weeks to kind of rest up and get healthy, get yourself, you know, mentally focused. So I would expect better defense from both of these teams in the bowl games. But, uh, you know, at first glance, I expect this to be a high scoring game.
1: No doubt about it. That was one of the things I was going to say that, uh, for Matt and I love defense. This is not going to be a defensive struggle. This is going to be a Wild Wild West uh, shootout. Don't you guys think? Uh, Probably
0: so. I I do tend to think it could be a high scoring ball game. Um, If we can get the run game going early, you know, it depends. Though their quarterback play and, and they do have the ability to throw the ball, but it's a run first offense and it'll be interesting to see Jamie Chadwell was such a key you know he did he did have an oc but that's jamie's offense and it'll be interesting to see how well they run it without him there that quarterback certainly knows how to run it i saw some app state fans speculating how many years of eligibility does that that kid have left because i saw some app state fans speculating he may go to the transfer portal now
3: wow It's people always joke around that holton's been around for 100 years it seems like mccall's been there for 100 years to me guys i mean i can't believe he's got more eligibility but uh yeah, I think they go as he goes. Um, you know, he's I, you know, honestly, in this situation with the coach leaving, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him a lot more flexibility and just and just calling some plays himself, you know, considering the experience. So it will be interesting to
0: see how that goes. And that is what somebody suggested on their message board, Matt, is they should just
3: let
2: him
0: have reins of the offense. He knows it better than anybody else at this point that's there.
2: He is uh he's a red shirt junior on uh, Grayson McCall. He's a He's out of Porter Ridge High School um, in the Indian Trail area, which is just yeah. e- east of Charlotte. And
0: um, I personally think it's time for him to go to the portal right about now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't good. argue with that.
3: That's, that's for sure. sure. And, uh,
2: <laughs> and Dave, very quickly, on uh, Johnny Gardner chiming in with a comment saying we need to go on a run against the, the Fun Belt, uh, Old Dominion. Obviously, we took them down this year. Game two, and then the the shots uh, in the bowl game, and then uh, Game three of twenty twenty three, we go to Boone to uh, take on the Mountaineers.
0: And you can count Marshall if you want to. They were in Conference USA last well, year, yeah. but now yeah. they're in the Sun Belt.
2: Well, yeah, uh, of, of course uh, you get you got and you got Marshall on the schedule next year.
0: Yep, absolutely.
2: Um,
0: I uh, I you know I'm excited about this game. I think um I, you know I think. I think it loses a little bit of its luster because Chadwell's leaving. Um, you know, and I think if they'd won the Sun Belt and Chadwell was still there, I think there'd be a lot more buzz for it. But I'm excited for it. I think it's a game that needs to be played.
2: Pace coming in saying Coastal Beat, App State, Marshall. Yeah. Southern Miss. And then probably uh, had they been able to play at Virginia, um, he, he you know, liked the chances of winning that game.
0: You know, I watched that game against Marshall and, um, Marshall's problem is that their offense is horrible. Marshall's got a tremendous defense, but uh, that Marshall-Coastal game, Marshall should have won that game, actually. And I know Coastal won it by, I think, 10 points. But if you go back and watch that game, you'll get pure aggravated watching Marshall's offense.
3: Yeah, guys. and You know, Kyle, I know you were mentioning it earlier today, you know, uh, in terms of this is the type of team that if you're not ready to play, they'll absolutely beat you. And there's no question about it. There's, there's no question about that guys. And um, you know, th- this is in terms of the actual game, I-, I I think it's a good, solid matchup. It's a good opponent. We need to be ready to go. And I was kind of, I was kind of getting a laugh out of some of the comments I read online. Like there was one comment that, you know, this team has nothing to play for and that, that one really put me over the edge guys. Like uh... the thing is, if you're a football player, if you love the game, You don't give a damn who you you just want to go play football.
0: Well, I'm not sure that, you know, I'm not sure that the players are going to view Coastal the same way some of our fans do. Since these players have been around, Coastal's been a relevant football product. You got to remember, you know, these kids, their knowledge of football probably goes back to, you know, no no later than 2010. So over the last five to six years, Coastal's been a relevant product. So I wouldn't be surprised if our players are taking this game 100% serious because I, does that make sense to you guys? I
1: absolutely. Guy. A
0: brand name over. Yeah. They've been. I'm telling you, I hate to tell everybody out there in Pirate Nation, but right now in the national college football world, Coastal Carolina is a bigger brand name than East Carolina. I know this is going to piss a lot of people off, but it's the truth.
2: Yeah, like That's I was saying you before, you chimed in, Kyle, and joined joined in. Sorry, they, um, thirty-one and six over the last three seasons. And they've been ranked in each of those seasons and twice in the top fifteen, as high as maybe even eighth or ninth, I believe. Yes. Yeah. A- yes, and, exactly. Yeah, I mean they, they beat a BYU team that was undefeated when they came to uh the Conway.
0: And yeah, exactly. It's it's comical to me that people are acting like this. Like I said, if up until these last two games, I, I think they would have been the favorite coming into the ball game. I mean, I know it's hard for some of our fans to swallow, but like When's the last time we were in the top fifteen? When's the last time we were in the top ten? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the top ten time... was ninety-one. When's so... the last time we finished in the top twenty-five? Because Coastal finished in the top twenty-five last year. The last time we finished the top twenty-five, Matt Semenza was playing for us in nineteen ninety-five. We finished twenty-three in the uh, coaches poll.
1: There you go. There you go. So, because I know we were ranked, what was in two thousand eight? We were ranked in fourteen, but we we yeah. uh,
0: lost the bowl game and fell out the top twenty-five.
1: Yep. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So it's been a long time, just the fact that to be in the top 25, much less to finish there. And uh, Bubba, I know uh, you've been doing a lot of research this afternoon on uh, coastal. And, uh, I know with Chadwell leaving, uh, and by the way, they announced their new coach today. Yeah,
2: They, they had their man and, um, they got him, got him immediately. <laughs> you know, we thought we got Mike Houston very quickly in uh, 2018 and we did, but, uh, you know, Jamie Chadwell it became official well, this morning, and then you know, with a matter of, within a matter of hours, Tim Beck, the OC at NC State, uh, was named the new Shawneeclears coach.
0: Fun fact: is, dog, uh, if, the, if the what I read on the message board, the Coastal message board, was correct, his daughter plays volleyball at Coastal.
3: Interesting, you know. Interesting hire to me, guys. I mean, I think what's made Coastal so good. Over the fact that I think they have really tough players. I really do. I I, I respect the way they play. They play physical. They play hard. Uh, they play smart if you watch them most of the time. But I think what really made that team go was, was that style of offense, that option style from the pistol, which is so, u- so unique to college football and so unique to defenses. Um, interesting move to bring in the OC from NC State, who I'll be honest with you guys, when I watch them play offense, I'm underwhelmed by NC State. I mean, they just don't do anything. The defense. You know, they have a ton of talent, but I'm not impressed by the play calling uh, whatsoever. So, for me, it's a big change in style for Coastal. So, that surprised me a little.
0: I think Beck is a good quarterback developer. I don't think he's a bad coach, but I do agree with you. It is a huge change. I'm kind of surprised they didn't go with somebody on staff, which makes me wonder, again, how much did any of the OCs – I think he had co-OCs or something like that. It was all Chadwell's show with the offense, so that's my point.
1: By the way, guys, a uh, fun fact for you. Today is the fourth anniversary of Mike Houston being named as the head coach. So, we've had four years of Coach Houston as of today. So, uh, a lot of people, I think, after four years, uh, he's done a great job. Two ba- back-to-back bowls and uh, two back-to-back winning seasons, a chance for uh, our eighth win, and uh, 15 games in two years. So... Um, Glad to have Coach Houston and looking forward to many years with him, hopefully. Dave,
0: I'll point this out. I pointed it out on the message board. If you look at Coach Houston and Willie Fitz's resume, they're very similar. They had FCS backgrounds. They both won a national championship at the FCS level. Uh, Willie had a brief stopover at Georgia Southern as they were transitioning to FBS. But he's been at Tulane nine years, and during that nine years, he had some losing seasons, and then he had several seven-win seasons. And now this year, They've built to the point with 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 a bad year last year with some circumstances, but they have built to the point over time where he's taking them now to the uh sugar ball or excuse me to the uh, cotton ball. And uh I think Coach Houston's very similar. Obviously what they do offensively is differently, different, but they're both offensive they're they're both guys who want to run the ball and play good defense at the end of the day. And they do things differently, but they have similar backgrounds. So I keep that in mind. I think Coach Houston and Willie Fritz's records at this point of their time at ECU and Tulane are very similar. So I somebody could look that up, but I believe they would be very similar.
1: Go ahead, Dave. No, I was just going to uh, point out uh, with, uh, and, and some of the things I've heard too, uh, by the way, guys, about Birmingham. Will, when we went there, the, the city actually is very nice. There's going to be a lot of stuff to do. I would recommend people to go ahead and book your hotel rooms. I actually canceled mine. Uh, for the Fenway Bowl in Boston and did that this afternoon uh, for the Resonance downtown and, uh, at UAB. So looking forward to that. And uh, you guys, uh, i tell you what, uh, Matt, I know Matt's going to have trouble getting down there. Kyle, we understand, obviously. Yeah, I, I
0: wish I was, could go. I got chemo that day. And like I said, it t- turns out we were going to go to Tampa. Had We went to the Gasparilla, but such as it is, uh, I'm not going to change my chemo schedule. I don't want to do that because i like sorry. doing early in the week because Early in the week means you can have a decent weekend.
3: Kyle, we'll give you we'll give you a pass on this one, man. You have slightly more important things going yeah, exactly. on. So <laughs> we, hey, we we completely understand that. I mean, you know, um, that's that's uh, obviously you have to
1: continue with the chemo and get yourself right. I appreciate it. Home uh, of the USFL, right, guys, in Birmingham. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. By
0: the way, something else that needs to be pointed out that has been pointed out religiously, but people just keep talking about it. This game is not played at Legion Field. It's played at UAB's new stadium downtown. Yeah, yeah that's been confirmed one hundred percent. If you, if you, if, if part of your turnoff to the previous Birmingham Bulls for Legion Field this is the brand new shiny stadium in downtown Birmingham.
2: Yep. Hey, hey Cal, Can know. we roll you into the press box like Hugh
0: Freeze? If you can get me there, the problem is getting there. I got to have the treatment that morning. So that's that's the uh, that's the problem.
1: And then get on the plane. And I'd
0: have I'd have to have I'd have to fly to uh, Greenville, or Raleigh, and, and land in Birmingham and be rolled into the press. But, you know, I could no, I'd go to the game actually the, the day of. I don't want to get off on on about making about make it about me here, but the day of treatment normally ain't so bad as the following days. I could actually go physically if the game was a drive. I could get my chemo in the morning, and go to the game in the evening. If it was Myrtle Beach, for example. Yeah,
3: yeah. And t- Tougher location, to, to, you know. For, I'll tell you really quick, guys. Like, for me, I, I really like the matchup against the, you know, the team itself. Obviously, really – Birmingham is a really tough place for me to get to. So, I was hoping for a different location. But, hey, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, you, you just have to kind of embrace the location.
1: With uh, – here's one – I'm going to pitch it to you, Bubba, next with comments. But what do you guys think about – uh, we'll do comments in a second, but forty-two thousand. How many do you think East Carolina fans? or are a lot of people, and are being negative about that. I think we're going to have a lot of people, tra- more people travel now with the twenty-seventh and the twenty-third. That's just my gut feeling.
0: I, I think we'll probably have five to seven
2: thousand there. I'd say you're pretty accurate with that, Kyle. You I mean, uh, know, hopefully, I'll be um, pleasantly surprised. Uh, I do. I do agree that I think uh, I don't know. I think the date itself um, being the 27th is better for most folks, but, um, you know, a lot of folks were looking forward to going to Tampa and then also that possibility of a matchup with an SEC opponent like Mizzou. So, um, some of the folks, so uh, you probably lost there, maybe trading out folks for the date. Uh, the ones you dropped for the dates and, you know, or you'd have picked up in the other case for the opponent, but, uh, who who knows? But um, hopefully we'll have you know at least five six thousand there uh, uh, in a pretty good showing. Yeah, you guys want to go to comments, uh, Bubba? What do you think? Yeah, a lot a lot of folks chiming in on Facebook as well as YouTube, Dave. Um, you know we have let's see, uh, scrolling back here, we have um, Chuck chiming in on YouTube saying um, that he's excited about the new. The New playoff format, the 12 team playoff, and we'll certainly discuss that a little bit more later on and how that impacts East Carolina and the American Conference. Um, let's see, and by the way, Chuck, they're not we're not using
1: those terms anymore, thankfully. By the, I'm talking about the CFP, so it's the six highest ranked conferences, so we don't have to say. Power Five or G Five anymore. So just they're like, going to come up with something. I
0: guarantee you, what we're going to have, Dave, is you're going to you're going to have everybody's favorite term, mid major, come to college football. Oh
2: my god! Oh, and Dave, we did have we did have um, one viewer chime in and say that he thought with it being on a Tuesday that we might you know only have something like fifteen hundred or two thousand people there. I'll say if if that's the case, then. Um, <laughs> And and then, we only have
0: fifteen hundred to two thousand. Then, there. then
2: that will be pathetic. Uh, I don't think that will be the case. But, no, it's not going uh, to be. I don't bad. want to spend a lot of time on on that. But uh, if you know, let's say that Coastal Carolina does have more fans of this game than us, then uh, then that would uh, <laughs> that would be pretty tough to accept. It's. Well,
0: is- it, it gives you a travel day in between Christmas, so that's good. Yeah, I think the 28th would have probably been a perfect date, but it does give you that one travel day. If you nobody wants to spend Christmas in Birmingham, at least I'm I'm assuming most people want to spend Christmas at home,
1: so
2: it gives uh,
0: you the 26th of travel.
2: Bobby Duncan, Hayes says you, Christmas
0: man. like Birmingham, Kyle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, come on, you were you started off the show, but hey, me. Uh, Birmingham. So. Well, I mean, what I mean is, people want to spend Christmas at home. That's what I, mean. I know. I know. I know. I'm I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Going
2: yeah. uh, going back to the hire, um, Bobby Hayes said you know, he agrees with Matt that uh, it's kind of an underwhelming hire, and uh, we'll see how it goes for for coastal um, with the hire. Yeah. Just a, oh, sorry, bubba Go ahead. My bad. No, go ahead.
3: No, I was gonna say, like, just to that point, but by Bobby, there, I think, I think what it is for me is the change in style. You know, it's so hard to change style. Mm-hmm. Like when we had Lincoln here, guys, and and we had that that up tempo air raid style, and then all of a sudden, you know, you change that completely. It what, can take what, a few what was years. That, Scotty was trying to run, Matt? Some kind of
1: pro style. <laughs> it was supposed.
3: Well, what he said was it was supposed to be. He wanted to lean on the running game more and have a more vertical. His big thing is he wanted a more vertical passing attack. But, um, yeah, obviously things didn't work out like that. But what a change for uh, for Coastal.
0: No, I agree with you. I don't know where you go, though. Well, I mean, there's some guys in the FCS they could have went after to to keep that option-style attack going. Uh, His option was so unique. I really don't know who else runs that exact style option. But there was definitely some – you could you could have looked at Navy and went after the, their OC, Army's OC, or you could have uh, several of the FCS. They could have went after, but it's a big change in styles. I don't think I don't think Beck's a bad coach. I I just agree with you, Matt, that it's it's a huge change in styles and it's going to affect them greatly. I think that's been there, along with the teal field. I think those two things have been their ticket to to be successful. It's that unique style of offense, that quarterback, and that teal field is kind of I think gives them a home field advantage also.
2: Let's see. Um, scrolling back through the comments, uh, a lot of folks chiming in tonight. So, so bear with me. Um, kind of on the the American Athletic Conference front, um, B Page chiming in, talking about the the addition of UTSA, um, the Roadrunners, eleven and two back to back conference championships, and uh, they have an unbelievable uh, you know, matchup of eleven and two teams. And a lot of folks will just see. Oh, UTSA and Troy, uh, but that that will be a heck of a football game down in the Cure Bowl. And uh,
0: 20, 25th versus twenty fourth in the final. Um, in the final, up uh, well, not the final, but the playoff. The 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 rankings today, the playoff rankings. Uh, Troy was twenty fourth, and UTSA was twenty fifth.
1: And how about uh, Tulane being sixteenth,
0: guys? I mean, that was great. Yeah, yeah, it's good for the good. It you know. Uh, good for the wave. And then the biggest thing to me about that for the American, if you look at it and and yeah, there was some bad ads by the American, some terrible ads. But if you look at it right now in the new American conference, you'd have two teams in the top 25. So that bodes well going forward with the new playoff.
2: And then uh, FAU hiring Tom Herman. I
0: think it's a good hire. Um, I think uh, Tom Herman did a great job at Houston. He did all right at Texas. I think it's a good hire by FAU, and I, I don't hate the South Florida hire, hire in Tennessee's OC. Um, I think FAU made the better hire, but I think South Florida put their 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 uh, eggs in the Deion Sanders basket, and he decided to go to Colorado, so that was their backup.
1: Uh, yeah. What about, what about UAB with Trent Dilfer? Come on, Kyle, you gotta you gotta love Trent yeah. Dilfer.
0: Yeah, that that hire doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Maybe you'll prove me wrong, but on paper, that was a terrible hire by UAB on paper.
3: I'll tell you guys, I was really intrigued by the idea. And I'm, I'm actually very happy Dion didn't take the South Florida job because he would have been a huge problem mm-hmm. in this conference. From a recruiting perspective, his ability with that personality, his, his ability to draw talent from the state of Florida would have been yeah. insane. And I, I just, you know, I got to say, I am shocked that that situation in Colorado worked out because that seemed very odd.
0: Money talks, man. And Dion, you know, HBCU, HBCU, that's so important to him until the money comes. And then all of a sudden he's a uh, Colorado bound. Um, I think it's an odd fit. I think he'd have been, I think he did. I think he'd have been a problem in South Florida at Colorado. I don't think you'll, I don't, we'll see. I, I just, I think it was a, I think it was a poor decision on his part and really surprised that someone with his financial means chased the money.
2: I really don't know that, uh, and maybe it was, uh, I don't know that it was so much the money. Power uh, Bob. Know, huh? Power five. No, no. I, I'm sure. I mean, I know he's going from making three hundred thousand to five million. I'm just saying that uh, a guy ultra competitive, like, and clearly, you know, Dion loves a dollar. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but uh, just the, from the standpoint of, um, like, you and I were discussing earlier on the phone. He remembers back in his day and shortly after his day when Colorado won a national championship. They had a Heisman Trophy winner, uh, and they were in a perennial in the top 10, top 15 program. And I think he he really embraces that challenge of getting Colorado football back to prominence.
3: No that's a the program go. that's been down for so long, guys. I mean, it's it's been really unusual. They had it going there for years. One of my favorite was uh, when they had Eric the Enemy back in the day, and they had some really good. I think it was Darian Hagan, if I'm not mistaken. That's going back. Yeah. You guys tell me. Cordell, uh,
2: Cordell Stewart, Rashawn Salam.
3: Yep, I mean they had some they had some great years, and they've they've just been down for so long, kind of like you know, similar to Nebraska, you know, they've just been a bad program. So it's going to be interesting with the transfer portal and Dion's personality, you can turn a program around quick now. So I think in two years, they're going to be relevant.
2: Remember the infamous five down, uh, the fifth down that they got at Missouri where where they won that game. And then uh, I think that, that was the season that they split the national championship with Georgia Tech, nineteen ninety, and uh, you know, Bill McCartney, uh, Steve Logan spent some time on Bill McCartney's staff.
0: Yeah, In Colorado used to have a great program. I just don't see the Dion thing working out there. Maybe I'm wrong, and I you know I've been wrong before. There was that one. It depends
1: thing. on who. Yeah, and Cali depends on the assistance he gets. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Built. I mean, that's the biggest thing is the assistance. Um, well, I your, think your
0: it, staff. I mean, for anybody, but I think particularly for Dion. It's a, it's a really big deal because he's going to be able to recruit. I just don't know how good of an X as an O guy he is.
2: So, um,
1: go ahead, Dave. Yeah, there are questions, uh, by the way, people are asking about, uh, Ronnie, I know, has been asking, different people have been asking about flights. Matt and I have looked at flights today. The flights have been horrendous as far as price. And you would expect that because, it's less than a few weeks away 30 It's less than 30 days plus i mean it's the holiday season so they're going to jack up the prices They will
0: a lot of traveling back from christmas
1: you know on the 26th and 27th yeah, yeah so um i don't think that flying for me is not an option i'm driving we're going to drive down on the 26th we'll get there um that night um and check then,
0: Am- check Amtrak rates also you you yeah, know Amtrak.
1: <clears throat> we did uh, there's a uh, if you greensboro um to birmingham is like you leave at like twelve fifty three in the morning and you get there at 12 in the afternoon on that's the not bad yeah and uh but the only thing is they don't like guarantee the seats or something so i'm not used to train rides my sister is so i she said it's uh they only had like one car left as far as to what is it called the um not sleeper, sure. car, sleeper, sleeper cars. cars yeah thank you sleeper cars so um, they only had like one left, but they do that every night at twelve fifty three from Greensboro to Birmingham. And for those, it's it makes sense for like Bubba and the western part of the state, but you're pretty much having to drive three hours all the way over there uh, for us that are in the eastern part. Well, it depends on where you live, obviously. But from the Greenville area, it's about three hours, right? Something yeah, like I can that. I can
0: be to Greensboro in, in two if if, if, if okay. traffic's perfect, if traffic's perfect, going through the triangle.
1: Okay. Yeah, Um, I'm a little bit far more east than you are. You guys are, but we'll see how. But uh, as far as um, hotels are concerned, there's a lot of great hotels around UAB. Just just make sure it's downtown uh, UAB. And um, that's another great thing about Birmingham being the largest city in Alabama. They're going to have plenty of uh, hotels for us, plenty of seats. You don't have to worry about the scalping anymore as far as to the point of where it's ridiculous. Um, you can get your tickets by the way, one eight hundred dollar ECU, or you can go call the Pirate Club. You can go to ECPirates.com. Um, but get your tickets uh, if you're gonna get them, I'd say go ahead and get them.
0: Yeah, and get them through the school first and foremost. If you have certain needs, certainly, you know, and maybe you need handicap accessible seating or there's certain seats you want, then you can always buy them through the website of the of the bowl. But otherwise try to get your tickets for ECU because you know that that you know, we're allotted a certain mm-hmm. amount and we need to sell those tickets. So, if you if you can, get them through ECU. But there'll, there'll be plenty of opportunity um, with that stadium being as big as it is. So, probably some cheap tickets as you get closer to the bowl game.
2: Um, but – d- Another thing uh, you, you guys talked about, uh, talked about in track, uh, obviously the various ways to uh, get to the game. Uh, Sean Richardson, former Pirate tight uh, end, chiming in saying, uh, is there a bus? Going- I thought the Whitey. Yeah. Uh, Sean will uh, – we'll stay abreast of that situation. And you know, if we hear of anything, be it uh, something put together by the pirate club or just some pirate fans, then uh, we'll post it on our social media uh, as we uh, find out about it.
0: I think it'll be done. I think somebody will do it. I think it's a smart idea. Uh, if you can have a bus, go down the morning of the 26th, stay one night and come back after the bowl game or maybe, yeah, come back after the bowl game would probably be what most people want to do. But, um, Give you an opportunity to enjoy Birmingham on the twenty sixth and most of the day on the because the game's not until seven or six forty five.
2: And and Ronnie Stevens chiming in saying uh, how much your tickets um, that he would like to buy a couple. And so um, mm-hmm. earlier today, Ronnie, I was on the the Birmingham Bowl site, and they said and the tickets that I was seeing were thirty bucks, um, very reasonable, and uh, yeah. you know, that's, that's certainly uh, cheaper than. You know, most home games, unless you go through secondary outlets uh, like a stub hub and, and get something for 10 or 15 bucks. So not bad at all.
0: Keep it in um, the but, military bowl.
2: Yeah, I certainly recall some bowls in the past where you're paying uh, more like 65, 70, $75 a ticket. So, uh yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if it's 30 through the university or if it's a little bit higher. But uh, I wouldn't expect more than maybe 40 or 45.
0: Bubba, how far is the drive for you to Birmingham for the Charlotte area?
2: Uh, I'm about, you know, twenty five to thirty minutes north of downtown Charlotte in China Grove, and from my house is six hours and fifteen minutes. It's about four hundred and fifteen or twenty miles.
0: So if you're in the Charlotte area, yeah. you're in that yes. part of the state. It's a reasonable trip. It's a six hour drive. Yeah. I mean, that's, I was, like going I was, from, that's like going from that's that, that is actually faster than going from Greenville to Gatlinburg.
2: Yeah, well, I, I'll probably go down. Um, on the 26th, but if if somebody in this area really wanted to, and with it with it being a 6:45, you know, 5:45 Central kickoff, and you know they could leave uh, six o'clock in the morning, six right? o'clock in the morning on game day, and get down to Birmingham by one or two o'clock, even with a few stops.
0: Yeah, and so I would I would advise ECU to really push hard in that area to Pirate Club members out in that part of the state. Pirates Club members, maybe in Western South Carolina, we got a lot of Pirate Club members in the Charlotte area. In Atlanta, we have a lot of people well, in, in Atlanta. Atlanta that's really close to Birmingham, so we really, away. we really need the 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 Charlotte area, that in Western North Carolina, and and maybe the Atlanta area, to really buy some tickets and go. Um, that's where I think you maybe will see a bigger pickup. You you maybe you'll see less people from the eastern part of the state and more people from out Charlotte and Atlanta way.
3: And I think, guys, from people who are you know, out of the region. I think that's a good call on Atlanta, you know, flying into Atlanta, renting a car. I think it was uh, somebody just mentioned that uh, in the chat. I think yeah. it was Richard Osbrook mentioned that that's probably a good way to go.
0: I'll have a flight from Raleigh to Atlanta every day.
1: Yeah, that's the best way to go. It's only two hours from Atlanta to uh, I know Pirate Owl has uh, told us in a group ch- text earlier, he's going to be Stay in Atlanta, and then they're just driving to the game. And after the game, they're driving back to Atlanta to try to break up the trip. Some, so you can do that.
0: Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's it's this. You know, if you live in the eastern part of the state, yeah, it's a nine-hour drive. But I think if you live out in Bubba's way, that's an easy day trip.
2: Hey Dave, what hotel is it that you booked in Birmingham? The Do Drop In. <laughs> uh, if you
1: love Charlie Daniels, you understand that reference. No, I'm kidding. It's the Renaissance um, there downtown.
0: And that's another good thing, too. For people who have had bad experiences in the past, I think it had largely to do with the Legion Field and the area around Legion Field. This is all going to be downtown Birmingham in a nice area near the campus. There'll be lots of things to see, do, eat. And I think if you had a bad experience in the past with Legion Field, forgive the music in the background, it's a clock. Um, If you had bad experiences in the past with Legion Field and Birmingham, it should be a different experience for you this time.
1: Yeah, and they they actually have, the. if anybody cares, we did it in 2006, uh, it was decent. The sports hall, Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, is in Birmingham. They have that. That's uh, one thing off the top of my head, I, I know. And there's a lot of great restaurants too.
0: Here's a really famous oh, no, that's in Tuscaloosa. I was about to say, there's a really famous barbecue place uh, called, um, I can't even think of it now, guys. Help me out. Is any out all the world? I'm talking about the barbecue place in Tuscaloosa. Yeah,
1: I don't know the name. You, if, if you hadn't asked me, I would have been able to tell you, but you can put me on the spot. But I know, I know where you're going, Kyle.
0: That's in Tuscaloosa, not Birmingham. I believe, um, the voice of of the, of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, uh, what's his name, guys? Eli of, Gold. Eli Gold, I believe, owns an Italian restaurant in Birmingham.
2: Eli is too big time for the sports objective, though. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Uh, yeah.
0: Tim Brando, come on. Um, you're, you yeah. know, uh,
1: there's uh, tons of. <laughs> tons
0: <laughs> the of the tons amount of celebrity of guests that, that would trump Eli Gold that have been on the show is ridiculous. And Eli Gold, big times. We yeah. gotta get Petros on, Bubba get work on that.
2: Absolutely. Uh <laughs> Petros, uh, he's he's very entertaining. Yep. No doubt. And
1: um <clears throat> so anybody what else uh um comes to mind? I know um Bubba, you have like the activities.
2: No, not yet. Uh we'll have that shortly, but uh, I oh, okay. was
0: Bubba's activities director for the ball. Yeah. He's a, like the cruise well, director. Well, how about this, guys? Um, um, what other bowl games are you looking forward to? Uh, I, I I think we mentioned one earlier, the Cure Bowl between Troy and UTSA. really appeals to me. Uh, what other bowl games stuck out to y'all besides the obvious big ones?
3: Penn, Penn State, Utah for me, guys. Do good. I have that right? Did I see that
1: right? You're right. That's correct. The that's possible. Cool. Is that's that right,
0: Kyle? Yeah, I believe Penn State, Utah, yes. That sounds right to me. That's a very – which bowl is that? Is that, I th- uh, I think it's the Rose and, uh, okay, yes, Rose Bowl, Penn State, Utah, yes. Um, for
3: uh, I'll tell you, I just, the Rose, yeah, I mean, the Rose Bowl for me is always my favorite bowl game. There's something about that venue, I just love it. And I, I, I enjoy both of those teams. Love what I saw at Utah the other night against USC. I mean, that was they played such a physical second half, it was fun to watch. I mean, the, the safeties were, were, killing people i mean the hits in that game um they just went smash mouth on usc so really really enjoyed that and um i think that's gonna be a good matchup with
1: penn state guys uh, mine is definitely the orange bowl clemson tennessee i think that's yeah. gonna be a huge matchup i know that's one of the new year six bowls but i really like that one that matchup
0: yeah it's a good matchup um i'm trying to think of some other games that stuck out to me outside of the the big ones um uh new mexico state bowling green just because new mexico state how about jerry keel bubba and i've talked about this and bubba and i might be the only two interested in this but jerry keel in his first year returning to coaching as a head coach at new mexico state uh takes over it takes them to their second ever bowl game in his first year as head coach as they finish six and six um as they as they had a makeup game with Valparaiso this weekend to get eligible. what six and six and they're gonna go out to Detroit to take on bowling green. It's, it's not an appealing bowl matchup to most people, but just amazing that, that Jerry Kill took um New Mexico State, their second ever bowl in his second year as head coach. Uh, his first year as head coach, sorry. Yeah, New Mexico State.
1: Yeah, that one's that's one that's uh definitely like an underdog and and he made it happen. And the fact he turned that around so quickly, uh, no doubt about it. And for me also, guys, uh <clears throat> another one I know that. Uh, oh, I knew what I was going to ask you guys. What did you think? Uh, were you surprised at the at the playoff with the four that we knew that would we thought would get in? Got in for the playoff, CFP.
0: Pleasantly surprised that they didn't do anything stupid like put Alabama in. And, and um, I was glad to see TCU still get in. I think Ohio State was probably the fourth best. I think had Clemson not lost to South Carolina, they might would have got the spot um, over yep. Ohio State. But it is what it is. Um, but uh, I think they got it right. Yeah,
3: I'll, I'll tell you guys, I was just so happy to see Alabama not make it. I mean, Nick Saban, they give him that platform last night, and he sounded like a used car salesman to me. You know, Nick Saban's a guy I've really grown to despise over the years. Um, he's the same guy who preached, you know, a fourteen team playoff for years. Now, all of a sudden, when his team is on the outside looking in, Now all of a sudden he wants a 12-team playoff. So enough with that guy. And I was happy to see TCU make it. I I tell you guys, I thought TCU got uh, robbed a little bit in that game yesterday from the standpoint that two terrible spots inside the one-yard line. If you spot that ball on the inch yard line where it should have been, you can quarterback
1: sneak right into the end zone. Um,
3: So interesting. I'm glad they made it, though.
1: No doubt. I thought they had a, a, I mean, from what I saw, and there's some pictures on the internet, he did get in. So that's why I don't understand. But anyway, they did. I mean, it doesn't matter now, but um, there were some pictures I saw for people posting of uh, where it clearly shows. And, and that's hard when it's a steal versus live, you know, action, but, yeah. uh, but it doesn't matter now. It's a moot point. They got in, but I was like, I hope to God they, if they don't get in, that'll be really horrible. Um, based on twelve and one, you can't you can't put Alabama in. And, just, and another thing too that was so stupid I heard on ESPN radio today guys were talking about why well, Alabama's sexier. I was like that's not what the point of the playoff yeah, is. I, I disagree. I think people
0: are sick of Alabama. I, I think yeah. uh, I think more people would have rather seen TCU in and, and it turns out it wasn't in between TCU and Alabama. It was between Alabama and Ohio State. TCU Correct. was third. So, Bubba, do, are you able to um, or Dave either one? Uh, are you wanting you to, to bring up uh the the bowl list real fast so we could run through all uh, just just go through all the bowls real fast?
2: Yeah, I have it. I have right, it. Handy. Go ahead. All right, so um the first bowl game, um first two games actually on Friday, December sixteenth. on um, the Bahamas Bowl, UAB in Miami, of Ohio, and then the Cure Bowl, UTSA in Troy.
0: Yeah, that the Cure Bowl's the better of those two for sure. That's an interesting bowl game.
2: Um Saturday the 17th, uh, you have that keg of nails rivalry between Cincinnati and Louisville uh, in the Fenway Bowl. The Kyle, that was something you had suggested that yep. maybe the military would look at but it ended up happening in Boston instead of Annapolis. And um, in New Mexico, uh, you have SMU-BYU. And uh, in the L.A. Bowl, you have Washington State, Fresno State, Lending Tree Bowl, Southern Miss and Rice, Las Vegas Bowl, uh, number 15, Oregon State, taking on the Florida Gators. And then in the Frisco Bowl, Boise State, and uh, soon to be member of the American uh, North Texas.
0: So Saturday, the December 17th, it's like a full day of college football. That's a lot of bowl games. Um,
2: yeah, you got games what, six, six games that day.
0: Some good games that day. Uh, one interesting note, Rice, the one team to make a bowl game this year. We had to have one team with a losing record. The Rice Owls were 5-7 and seven, but got in because of um, ARP. Or APR, <laughs> uh, so Rice ended up in a bowl game with a five and seven record, um, taking on Southern Miss. So that that one's
1: just an interesting note. Um, and uh, by the way, um, Matt uh, pointed out to us, Chuck had a question about Matt. Chuck had a question about Matt. Yeah, Matt is a former player. What is your opinion about players opting out because they're afraid of getting injured? Uh, Chuck. This is uh
3: this is definitely a sore subject for me. I I hate it. I really do, Chuck. I hate it. You know, maybe I'm I'm an old school guy, but I just can't imagine going through, you know, a, a fall camp. You know, you train all offseason with your teammates. I can't imagine bailing on your teammates like that at the last second. Now, I've never been in a situation <laughs> or anywhere close to being, you know, having millions of dollars potentially on the table. So that, you know obviously can sway you a little bit, but I hate it, Chuck. I mean, I just can't imagine, um, especially if you're a guy who's on the fringe of being drafted. You know, it's one thing if you're a guaranteed surefire top 10 pick, right? But if you're a guy who's on the fringe of of even being drafted and you opt out, that really sits the wrong way with me. What do you guys think?
0: I, I think if you're a surefire first rounder, um, I can understand it. Um, otherwise, not so much.
1: Well, not only that, but uh, now with the playoff in 24, it's going to eliminate some of that. And I think that it's uh, the fact that, like you said, Kyle, a first rounder. There's going to be guaranteed money involved. You can make a strong argument for that. But hey, when you have a chance to win a national championship, and now it's going up to 12 teams, um, then I, I think they should stay. And uh, their stock value can definitely go up if they have a if uh, they have a you know marvelous day.
2: I'm not so sure George. that it will eliminate it. Uh, I mean, I think it, instead of uh, four teams, you, you won't see it from twelve <laughs> teams. But uh, those teams that are not in the twelve-team playoff, I think you'll still continue to see it, probably at an increasing rate. Unfortunately, and um, very much like Matt, I absolutely cannot stand it. However, um, I will say, and I won't call anybody out here. Uh, but I will say that I would much rather someone opt out mm-hmm. than, than go to play in the game and, and uh, go through the motions.
0: I'll call him out. because He's a
2: 37 a year old grown man.
0: Now Andre Alves in 2006.
1: Yeah, that was a game where and I, and I asked uh, people on that staff and they told me they were like, yeah, we were just happy to be there. A lot of players went out and partied before apparently partied or were just happy to be there and they didn't take it seriously. And, usf beat us so you you gotta when you go to the bowl um you gotta take it serious i I don't care who you're playing this is a bowl game we have a chance for eight wins again it's ridiculous to think that people would think that's not a big deal to be Uh, well if you don't if
0: you don't take Coastal carolina serious, chances are you just had not watched college football outside of ecu the last five years i mean to me to me if you don't take coastal as a serious opponent and 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 to me i think it'd be a huge win um and and to me if you don't look at it that way you're, you're just not that knowledgeable um do we want Bubba to finish the bowl list, or?
1: Yeah, go for it, Bubba.
2: Uh, resuming with Monday, December nineteenth. You have one game. That is the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Uh, UConn and Marshall. Marshall eight and four, uh, and UConn, of course, uh, very much like New Mexico State. Um, one of the stories in college football, you know, that a lot of people may not know about. Um, great story and turnaround there with Jim Moore Jr.
0: Yeah, uh, Matt's right there in the midst of that, so he can comment on it better than anybody, but UConn being a laughingstock, Jim Moore Jr. year one, not only got a bowl eligible, they got wins over Fresno State, the Mountain West champions, Boston College, and Liberty.
1: He,
3: I think he should be a coach of the year candidate, guys, I
1: really do. Oh, no, he definitely has to be in the conversation with, you know, as big as they are with basketball and baseball and and they have pretty much trashed on their own program, uh, unfortunately. But to hire him, um, man, I didn't I didn't think he would turn it around as fast as he has. But, boy, he's done a great job, especially – can you imagine if he had resources, guys?
0: Yeah, well, he's got a nice stadium. Um, I'll say this, and we'll get back to the bowl list. Uh, I would check whatever the over-under is in that game, and I'd probably take the under. Because you got two teams, neither one of them can play offense, but both play great defense. That's
2: funny you bring that up, Kyle. I was just sitting here thinking when I looked at it and saw that matchup was next on the list. Uh, I think about the way way UConn uh, really struggles to throw the football. They, they've they only thrown for something like 1,300 yards <laughs> all year. It's uh, unbelievable uh, how, how they won six games despite such an inept passing game. And the thing about it is I think they have – Three guys that have run for anywhere from like 400 to 600 yards. Um, but, um, I would say Jim Moore Jr. got, uh, every ounce of, uh, what he could get out of that team. They
0: got a good kicker, if I remember right. So I think they take advantage of red zone situations. Um, I, I would, and we'll get back to the bowls here in a second, but I bet you the over under on that game is going to be like 38.
2: I, I agree. Um, On Tuesday, December 20th, Eastern Michigan against San Jose State out in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl on the Blue Turf. And uh, the other game that day is taking place down at FAU Stadium, the Boca Raton Bowl, um, the Liberty Flames, uh, where Jamie Chadwell will be taking over for Hugh Freeze. Um, They will be taking on the Toledo Rockets.
0: Uh, That's a sneaky good matchup.
2: Toledo won the MAC. Now that Hugh Freeze and that uh, situation is over, it'll be very interesting to see how the Flames, who absolutely crapped the bed in the final three, um, you know, yeah. losing to UConn, losing at home to a very poor Virginia Tech team, and then getting absolutely shellacked like 49-14 or something by New Mexico State. How will they handle uh, the MAC champion, Toledo, uh, who, who took down the Ohio Bobcats? Uh, I think I think I would lean Toledo in that one yeah
0: me too, me too. but I do think it's interesting what else we got after that Bubba? Um
2: on, on Wednesday we have one game um, we have Western Kentucky and that's that's the team that we've talked about in um, very intriguing the job that coach Helton has done there uh, they are taking on South Alabama um, the the Jags 10 and two it's
0: another sneaky good matchup. That should be a high-scoring game, um, and that is
2: in the New Orleans Bowl. Should
0: be a high-scoring game. Um, I, uh, I, like, uh, I I like I um, like South Alabama's OC, uh, former Texas uh, player, former Houston head coach, uh, Major Applewhite. Uh, uh, I like what he does on offense. So uh, that should be a good one, South Alabama, and uh, and and uh, Western.
2: And um, interesting, here a few games ago we mm-hmm. brought up how Boise State is taking on North Texas in the Frisco Bowl. Sorry. Um, um, we have B. Page chiming in saying North Texas coach Seth Luttrell just fired <laughs> despite the Mean Green having played in the conference championship game.
0: That
3: is UTSA. ridiculous.
2: So very, wow. very interesting there uh, to see who they, – they clearly have a target in mind. That's <laughs> it, a it's insanity. Not, it's not a done deal. <laughs>
0: That's insanity. Um yeah, literally just played for the conference championship. Um I, I don't know what to say about that. I know um I believe he took them to a bowl last year too. Um if not they just missed the bowl. Um that's uh that's insane. I, but um I, I agree with uh with Pays uh, or with Bubba rather. Um they 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 must have someone in mind. Um You think they have Garrett Riley in the bag or something? <laughs> You you know what? That's a guess of that right there. That that's uh that's a that's a very interesting candidate. that, that would not
2: surprise me one bit. Texas Texas guy, you know. Right there in that area. Right right here, uh, playing playing for a national championship, you know, yep. or the right to go to a national championship. Or if it we didn't he probably even have to move. Yep. So very interested to see who that uh, hire ends up being uh, for the Pirates' new conference foe, in North Texas. Uh, moving on, um, Thursday, December 22nd, uh, we have the Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, that's played there at Amon G. Carter Stadium uh, in Fort Worth, and that is Baylor taking on uh, the Air Force Falcons.
0: Guys, I will be right back. I have to make a quick phone call, and then I will join the show already in progress. I do apologize. Very unprofessional on me. Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, Dave, we'll continue with the bowls once Kyle returns. Uh, okay. Uh, continue but, uh, continue uh, on for a minute, maybe with some few comments, and uh, and I'll bring up the bowl event information for us.
1: All right. Uh, certainly, that that was surprising, like we talked about with oh. – Seth Luttrell fired. I can't believe that Pace uh, always bringing a lot to the uh, program. But uh, anyway, I know there's a lot of people that. uh, Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Uh, Apparently, there's a new AD coming in. North Texas AD went to West Virginia. So we're learning that from B Pace. Thank you, Pace, uh, as always, brother. Now that
2: makes even more sense on why a coach that's had a decent amount of success would uh, get shown the door.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, new AD coming and wants their own guy, I guess. But now Seth Luttrell, where would he fit in, guys? Um, we could ask that question quick, and we'll get back to the bowls. Uh, I guess there's other places that he could uh, with job openings. There's some, a few left, I believe, off the top yeah, of
2: my head. Like Seth Luttrell, you know, whether it's another head job or uh, an OC job, you know, he's highly thought of, and uh, he'll land on his feet somewhere. Uh, I know earlier Kyle was talking about reminding folks that this game is played at Protective Stadium, not Legion Field. Uh, so there you see it. And Dave had it as his background. But just to make it a little bit easier for our viewers, um, there is the new beautiful downtown stadium seats. I want to say mid-40s. Uh, so uh, very nice venue.
1: 42,000, uh, I checked yeah. her for the show. So 42,000. Yeah. And we've just got to get people um, to realize that this is a big deal. And, you know, there's other places we could have gone that people may be more attractive. I know Myrtle Beach was a sentimental favorite because it's so close. But then again, there will be some Pirate fans who wouldn't be able to go because they wouldn't be able to get a ticket or they couldn't afford the tickets. So uh, go ahead and get your tickets again, ecupirates.com. You can do that or you can go to call tomorrow, 1-800-DIAL-ECU.
2: And like B. Pace said, um, Seth Luttrell was a very good OC prior to becoming the head coach. I want to say he was the OC for Larry Fedora. He uh, was. At the University of North Carolina.
0: Yeah, he was. Um, um And uh, at one time, he was also the OC at Southern Miss. And I um, know oh, he wasn't. I'm sorry. I'm getting my coaches confused. That's that's what's his name. He's at Utah State now. But um, Seth Luttrell uh, has done a good hey, job Huh, Blake Anderson. Blake Anderson, yes. Um, Seth Latroyd's done a good job in North Texas, he's had some down seasons, but very surprised to hear they fired him.
2: Are we gonna finish? let's you know, run through the rest of the bowls and we'll yeah, we're going,
1: yep, we're going for it right now. Uh, keep keep going, Bubba.
2: Give me, you have to give me a moment, okay? No we'll worries,
1: give Bubba a moment and we will go through the rest
0: of the bowls. Right. I got. Continuing I'm here on
2: um, Kyle. But where we left off was the Armed Forces Bowl between Baylor and Air Force.
0: Oh, you got nothing to say about that one.
2: Um, Friday, December twenty third, uh, you have two games: the Independence Bowl, Houston taking on Louisiana, uh, go Raging Cajuns, and uh, and then the Gasparilla Bowl, Mizzou, and Wake Forest.
0: Obviously, a lot of talk about us going to Gasparilla. They decided to uh, to go with Wake and Mizzou. Um, that should be a pretty good game, actually.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of people that think that we could have gotten more people down there than Wake, but, um, you know, I think Wake Forest is very underrated. I think there is more fans than people realize for Wake,
2: believe it or not. On Christmas Eve, uh, you have Middle Tennessee, uh, Rick Stockstill and the Blue Raiders. Uh, they are in Hawaii, uh, taking on the San Diego State Aztecs at uh, 8 o'clock on Christmas Eve. I'll be watching a Christmas story. I'll probably flip it over and check the score. <laughs> um, on on Monday, December twenty sixth, this is a game that Kyle already referenced up at Ford Field in Detroit at the Quick Lane Bowl. You have um, Bowling Green taking on the New Mexico State Aggies. Um, on On the 27th, in addition to the Birmingham Bowl between East Carolina and Coastal Carolina, you have the Camellia Bowl down in Montgomery, uh, Alabama, Georgia Southern, and Buffalo. Uh, The first responder bowl that is played at the Cotton Bowl, I believe. Um, That is um, Memphis and Utah State. And then you have the Guaranteed Rate Bowl uh, that is between Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. That is at Chase Field in Phoenix.
0: Okay, so that used to be, way back in the day, the Copper Bowl, I guess?
2: Yeah, it's been a few different things. That's, that sounds right, Kyle. <clears throat> I think the Copper Bowl was the one that was actually it was played um, played at the University of Arizona Stadium. Okay, uh, so what else we got? Um, um, on Wednesday, the 28th, you had the Military Bowl, UCF and Duke. You got Blue Devils. You had the Liberty Bowl, Arkansas, and Kansas.
1: Duke will win that game, fellas. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a lot of people that don't understand that uh, this is not the UCF of a few years ago.
2: Um, so, you had the Liberty Bowl, Arkansas, and Kansas. The Holiday Bowl, uh, Oregon, and North Carolina. And ho- Hopefully, the Ducks will give the Tar Heels a four straight loss to Black Attack, baby, to end the season. And then you have the Texas Bowl. Um, interesting matchup between Ole Miss and Joey McGuire's Texas Tech Red Raiders.
0: Texas Tech seems to play their best ball against good teams. Uh, I, I, I'm all, I'm going to probably take Texas Tech in the upset in that game.
2: Um, on December 29th, you have the pinstripe bowl at Yankee Stadium, Syracuse, and PJ Flex, Minnesota Golden Gophers. You have the Cheez-It Bowl in Orlando. Um. That is at Camping World Stadium, the former Florida Citrus Bowl, and you have uh, you have Florida State in that one. Just one moment, uh, uh, Florida State taking on the Oklahoma Sooners, up and down year for Oklahoma as they are six and six, taking on the nine and three Noles. Uh, and then also that day you have number twenty Texas. Um, staying in-state, and taking on Washington at the Alamo Bowl.
0: I like that Florida State-Oklahoma matchup. Um, it's, a, it's a chance for, our, for our Florida State to win 10 games and have some impressive-sounding wins on on the resume. They'll have wins over LSU, uh, Miami, Florida, and Oklahoma if they
2: can win that game. On December 30th, um, there are five games that day. Uh, you have the Dukes-Mayo Bowl at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Um, NC State taking on Maryland out of the Big Ten, former conference matchup, and uh, the Sun Bowl down in El Paso, UCLA in Pittsburgh, the, the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville between South Carolina and Notre Dame. Um, that's, that's, that's a very interesting matchup. The Gamecocks really finished strong with those wins over Tennessee and Clemson.
0: Have a chance it, to beat Tennessee, Clemson, and Notre Dame because of the season.
2: Yep. <laughs> You know, they were they just got beat what thirty eight to six in the swamp. Yep, and, and then Florida did uh, the last couple games what you thought South Carolina would have done with uh, a loss against Vandy and then a loss against uh, Florida State's, albeit a competitive loss. And then tumultuous times, guys, in Gainesville, Florida,
3: right now between the terrible play on the field and then the situation with the quarterback Kitna. I'm um, not sure if you guys are. Yeah, was with just
2: that. awful. news. I was interested is... interested to see more about that. What well, happened? I, I, I don't
0: know what you're talking about. They got he... charged with child porn. Wow, what are the details?
3: I, don't, I don't... Uh, It's it's pretty it's pretty morbid. <laughs> uh, I'll say that. And he was he was dismissed from the team. Kyle, it, was it? Was uh,
0: Okay, I just I just want to know was it. Yeah. I don't I don't even it, know. It was it.
3: like it sounds like it was like online photos and videos that okay. he was so nothing
0: he personally did, just stuff he had possession of.
3: Correct. And he apparently he, he was yeah, they found some stuff on his yeah. I'm not I don't even want to get in,
0: I don't even want to get into how old the, the, the children were or anything like that. Nothing yeah,
3: it's, it's disturbing. You you'd be yeah, it's
0: it sounds very disturbing.
3: Supposedly
2: he wow. said that he didn't know since it was on already online that he didn't know it was illegal to to uh, to afford it but uh regardless it's a very disturbing situation <laughs> and i think we'd be
0: well ignorance is not forgiveness for the law and it doesn't also change what you have possession of
1: yeah, you gotta know come on that's just doesn't matter true. if
0: you know or don't know you still have <laughs> the yeah. fact if, if, if you have possession of little kids doing stuff whether you think it's illegal or illegal that means you're messed up in the head
1: Yeah, and let's move
2: on. 100%. (laughs) Um, Also, the two other games on Friday the 30th, um, the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, Ohio and Wyoming, and then also the Orange Bowl. Um, A lot of orange in the Orange Bowl as number seven, Tennessee, squares off with number nine, Clemson. Um, So uh, I I think that's a very intriguing matchup. Obviously, Tennessee is um, without their – Star quarterback Hendon Hooker, um, but um, still a very explosive offense. And interested to see how they do uh, against the Clemson Tigers and a pretty solid defense. Yeah. Um, very talented defense, uh, one that shut down the Tar Heels in the ACC championship game.
0: Yeah, Clemson-Tennessee is a very interesting game. Um, I uh, I don't think Tennessee will. Excuse me. I don't, I, Clemson does have a good defense. I don't think they'll shut Tennessee down like they did Carolina. Tennessee's a little bit better on offense. But, I uh, agree. That's a, uh, that's a very intriguing matchup.
2: That's one of my uh, favorites. On New Year's Eve, you have the Sugar Bowl between number six Alabama and number 10 K-State, your your big 12 champions. Um, you had the Music City Bowl, not surprising that Kentucky went there. Uh, they are taking on the Iowa Hawkeyes. And, uh, I would imagine that that would be a pretty low uh, total as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, you know, I was often involved in a lot of shootouts. You know, thirteen, 13 to ten and 17 13, maybe, nothing. It nothing maybe even five to three. Yeah. But, but uh, and then you have the two semifinals that night uh, between number one Georgia and number five Ohio State. Uh, that one in Atlanta at the Peach Bowl, and then number two Michigan against number three TCU, who is of course who all want to win it all. That one's taking place out in the desert at the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale.
0: I'm going to predict TCU upsets Michigan, TCU, Georgia for the national championship. Georgia destroys TCU.
2: Michigan's a nine-and-a-half point favorite. I'm definitely uh, yeah, taking TCU points. in the points.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I, and, I,
2: and, and then Georgia's a six-and-a-half point favorite of Ohio State. I think I'd take uh, Georgia to, to cover that. Me too. Oh, most definitely. Um, it'd
3: be interesting, guys, to see Michigan, you know, get their a second chance at Georgia. You know, they got handled easily last year uh, by Georgia and you know they may have another shot at it can they you know find a way to at least at least take the game into the fourth quarter and be competitive it'll be fun to watch we got to make it and it's a comment from yeah exactly good point <laughs> very good point uh comment from from Monica guys Monica Keith uh, uh, she was just making a comment on North Texas but yeah. trell Lost the Conference USA Championship and went forty four and forty four in seven seasons. I guess they have higher expectations. So great point, you know,
1: Love having you on
0: the show. You know, well, who uh, you know, I wonder some famous alumni from North Texas. Maybe Stone Cold's kicking in some money, and they're going to go get a big name.
1: Because Sto- Stone Cold says so. <laughs> I, to
0: my knowledge, there's probably some other people. I, did did, uh, did Matthew McConaughey go to North Texas? He would trump. He would trump Stone Cold.
1: You know, I think that. he's a longhorn.
0: Yeah, he is a longhorn. You're right.
1: Yeah, he went to UT.
2: Yeah,
0: Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go with Stone called the North Texas most famous alum now.
2: So, Kyle's thinking Matthew McConaughey, and you know, North Texas alum, huge UT fan, kind of a Eric Church situation hey, where he's an yeah. App, App State alum and a diehard Tar Heel.
0: Yeah, you know what? I used to be a big Eric Church fan, not so much anymore. And I uh, hate to say I respect Luke Combs more because at least he supports his alma mater, not the Tar Heels.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I th- he's, he supports the Tar Heels some, but uh, not. It's, but, uh, he's App State first, uh, whereas it seems like church is, uh, is baby blue all the way. But uh, the, the other four games we have remaining uh, on Monday, January 2nd, and you have uh, Mississippi State taking on Illinois. Uh, that one's in Raymond James Stadium. Um, and then you have the Cotton Bowl, and that's one of the games that I'm definitely looking forward to the most oh, yeah. between Southern Cal, uh, number four USC taking on the 18th-ranked Tulane Green Wave. Uh, and then you have uh, the Citrus Bowl between LSU and Purdue. And the Rose Bowl, uh, definitely one of the games that I always look forward to because of the scenery and just the tremendous venue. You have Penn State in utah i know uh, this is a game that interests you love it fellas you guys know i like penn state and uh
3: really have a lot of respect for that utah program and the the head coach kyle whittingham
0: you know just very underrated program you know they are they are some physical sons of bitches good god almighty
1: watching them play
0: against usa the other night it it was times it was like a bloodletting.
1: yeah that that i didn't see that one coming I mean, obviously, you know, you two, Utah can beat them, but man, they put them—they beat them like a drum, like my grandpa. Utah. Like,
0: he started to say you two. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah.
1: no,
0: Utah. Anyway, now Utah is very physical, very, very physical. That'll be a good game with them in Penn State. Yeah,
2: absolutely,
3: Bubba. Did you get through them all? I didn't want to cut you off, but I
2: wanted to make a point. Yeah, go ahead, and no, we're we're through with the bowl games, and I'm pulling up the bowl events for the Birmingham Bowl.
3: Yeah, so really, really good. Uh, some comments about some of the quarterbacks, big name quarterbacks that have entered the portal. Guys, mm-hmm. uh, the quarterback from Clemson. I can't pronounce his name. Maybe you guys can help me. Uguelayli. You you how do you say it? Is it Uguelayli? Uguelayli. Okay. Yep. Ugulele, yep. I think. Uh, and then Mikey Keen, another interesting one yes. from UCF guys. I'd do, like you to think? see
0: him hit his way to Greenville.
3: Absolutely. Now, now let me ask you guys a question. Since we're we are in this situation, taking us back to ECU, Mason Garcia, he's been waiting in the wings right for three years. Yep. Holton Naylor's obviously uh, exiting the program here. Do you think it's a smart move? For Mike Houston to go out and bring a, bring in a
0: portal quarterback, absolutely, absolutely, and if
3: you one hundred
2: percent as long as long as, as long as we can get somebody that's a proven commodity to um to push Mason and then you know whoever you know wins the job, um, we have a proven backup if Mason wins the job.
0: Yeah, if if you can get a Mikey Keen, um, it's a no brainer. Um, I, I don't know that he's looking to come to East Carolina. Maybe he is, but. Um there's some really quality FCS quarterbacks out there that will be looking to transfer up to the FBS level. That's probably where I think we'll look. Um, just based on Mike Houston's background. Um and if you can get a proven FCS quarterback to come up and him and Mason compete, then the best man wants the job. Um you owe Mason an opportunity to compete for that job, but you don't owe him the job. Um, a lot of people would say you do because he and I and I do credit the young man for staying.
1: Um, should have left then last year. He should have left last year and uh, said, The hell with East Carolina. I think he's proven that I agree to bring somebody in for depth. Um,
2: you, you,
0: you got, you got, well, not just for depth. You, you challenge him. I mean, you, you, you challenge him. If, if he gets beat out, you want the best man to, to, to win the job, but Mason may beat him out. Um,
3: yep. I, absolutely. And, you know, guys, with the fact that Stubblefield entered the portal, a yeah. few days ago, East Carolina is now in a situation you have to. where you're, you have to. That's right. You have to. And, and you know, you almost are in a situation. Um, you know, Flynn is a guy that very intelligent kid. Um, you know, I know he's got a bright future. Um, does he want to stick around in that backup role for another year? And I don't want to speculate, but oh, well, he, he might be. More, he may be. Here. He may
0: be. Down, he may be. out Mason. It,
3: and you know what the thing is you might you might be in a situation guys where you need to bring in two quarterbacks
1: well that's what i was going to that's what i was going to say we with, do have a freshman coming in yeah the the kid from south carolina right i can't think of his name off the top of my head yeah
0: so you you at least going to get one out of the portal and um you know whoever it is um hopefully he can push mason and i hope mason wins the job but like i said if 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 mikey Keene... Wants to come to East Carolina. You, you, Mike Houston's job is to win. Um, bottom line. And if Mikey Keene wants to come to East Carolina, then yeah, you, you make room for Mikey Keene on the roster.
2: Yeah, the the big time commit is for the twenty twenty three class. Okay, um, that's that's Raheem Jeter. Okay, so he won't be here next year. So no, he he will be. He will be.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, it's twenty twenty two now. It's going to be twenty twenty three in January. Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah. I definitely think that I, I think that um, I really believe Garcia is going to prove a lot of people wrong, and um, I, I, you know, again, it goes back to, I guess we shouldn't be surprised with the fan base uh, when it comes to quarterback. I mean, you know, we had a local kid who got crucified for the last, you know, five years. Why did Holton even stay?
0: Well, I mean, I, I I get what you're saying about Holton, but I don't, I don't. Are you against bringing in someone from the portal? You think we should just go with one and a half quarterbacks?
1: No, I agree with bringing – I definitely agree uh, with bringing at least one or two more in. There's no question about that. Um, but I, I think that uh, – Well, nobody's going
0: to come if they don't have a chance
1: to win the starting job. That's true. But they all have a they're, – they're also – I'm not saying they just hand him the job. But I, I think it would be a huge disservice to that kid. You lied with that kid if you told him uh, – there's a reason why he stayed. He didn't stay because he wasn't going to get it to play. I mean, I, I pretty much feel like they have promised him the job or he, why would he stay?
2: Well, well I, I, I think that I goes hoping. back to you know, the situation that we've seen with baseball. You know, we've, there's Cliff Godwin. Um, you don't get to where we are as a baseball program by, by guarantee anything to anybody. And uh, I don't think Mike Houston's going to do that either. I mean, he wants, when we've been grooming Mason Garcia to be the guy and, we, I mean, if Mason Garcia is the guy, that's fantastic. But uh, he's Mason Garcia is going to be better because of having uh, someone else there pushing him. Not, not that Alex Flynn can't. No, we're not saying that. But you know, throwing somebody else into the mix that has significant playing experience and success.
0: I mean, I just just answer this question. I'll ask it
2: the three of you. If you had the choice today, you,
0: you you could flip a coin to make it happen. And you said, "All right, I'm gonna walk, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna either way walk Mason Flynn or Mikey Keen on the field against Michigan. Which one would you choose?"
3: Well, I think it's for me. I mean, I would say Mikey Keene because of the fact that I've seen him play so often. I've never seen Mason play really outside of Navy. You know, I mean, Navy, well, Navy. it's a Navy game, right? A few years back, and you know, garbage time. One of my major disappointments, guys, with you know uh one of the few gripes i've had this year was not getting him more playing time something that really bothered me um in in a few games but um yeah i mean you're you're always going to look to that more experienced guy now i'll say this i mean mason's been here for three years um he should have total command of this offense he should know every check he should have the playbook down like like the back of his hand um so I, I hope that's the case. You know, I, I really do, but just haven't seen them, haven't seen them, you know, really be able to go out and compete with a
1: first unit. Unfortunately, yeah. you got to have, yeah, the kid has to have, you know, given his opportunity. I think, um, you know, one of the things is that he asked by the way, to be fair uh, for the coaching staff, he asked to, he wanted to make sure that his red shirt was so he would have three years of eligibility and. So he'll still have that, and yeah, you bring in uh, you bring in another guy. That's fine, but if he's going to sit on the bench, that would be four straight years.
0: Uh, he's not going to sit on the bench. If in the spring he gets beat out, he'll transfer.
2: I don't think we've mentioned this yet, um, guys. Uh, B Pays bringing up Brennan Armstrong, obviously Virginia had a coaching change um, prior to this season. You um, had Bronco Mendenhall stepping down kind of a a Chris Peterson-like situation, maybe citing some burnout, wanting some more family time and so forth. And uh, then you had Tony Elliott coming in, and for whatever reason, Brendan Armstrong, after throwing for right at 4,500 yards uh, in 2021 this year, did not have nearly that type of success, and I believe maybe lost a job mid-year. So that's a very intriguing possibility. Another lefty uh, Brendan Armstrong, a guy that threw for 4,500 yards in the ACC, and definitely worth looking into to see if he would be a fit to bring in.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, and I would I would contribute um, that to being a coaching staff that knew how to coach offense and a coaching staff that doesn't because uh, Rocco Hall is a hell of an offensive coach. Um, so, uh, you know, wh- where's that kid from? Is he a Virginia kid, North Carolina kid?
2: Oh. will um... I'll get that information for you. I'm not sure, but
0: you know, if you can get a guy like that, you know, and, and and if if Garcia beats him out, then that just goes to show he is from Ohio. Okay, so might not even be looking to stay in this area. But if if you can get a guy like that, Garcia beats him out. I mean, that then you really know you you know what Garcia is. If he could beat out a kid like Alexander from Virginia or Mikey Keen, then you 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 have no doubt who the starter is. You you have all confidence in Garcia.
1: Bubba, I know you're ready for the uh, bowl events. We're going to put that up on the screen for everyone.
2: Yep, um, taking a look at the, the schedule for December 26th as well as the 27th game day. Uh, starting off with Monday, the 26th, um, you have a fan fest pep rally held there in Uptown Birmingham from one to six. Uh, you know there'll be live music, interactive games, a kids zone, um, corporate displays with food and beverages for all ages. And uh, then um, that's building up to the uh, team pep rallies. Um, so you have the live music from one to five, and then from five to five thirty, there'll be a Coastal Carolina pep rally with band cheerleaders, um, dance team members, etc. And then at uh, five thirty to six, and you'll have the you'll have the marching pirates as well as the ECU cheerleaders, ECU dance team, and, and uh, hopefully you know, a few thousand pirate fans uh, for that. Uh, then game day, or, and then you also had fireworks at 6 o'clock as soon as the ECU pep rally ends. And uh, moving on to game day, um, you have Fan Fest um, presented by Bud Light. there in Uptown, and that's four hours prior to kickoff. So they're about, what, 1.45 Central Time, uh, free and open to the public. Um, the Bud Light Fan Fest, you know, we will have – Live music once again, and uh, that live music will go from uh, from one to five, um, and then of course game time at four. Excuse me, five forty five between the Pirates and the Chanticleers. Five forty
0: five central, six forty five
2: east. Yes, six forty five yep. east. Yeah, so uh, a lot of activities there. Typical ball activities
0: for uh, Pirate fans and Chandelier, I mean Chanticleer fans, and uh, so should be a good time if you're able to Shots go. Shots fired.
2: Shots fired. <laughs>
0: If you're able to go, go. I wish I could, and uh, go, go have fun for me.
2: We know Matt's really looking forward to the establishment of um, these regional rivalries between the, the Pirates and Chanticleers and the Pirates and Forty Niners. Right?
0: Uh, I don't even say you say this in the same breath. I, I think uh, no, I,
2: I'm I'm totally kidding. Uh, I, I'm just I was just trying to get Matt fired up. Uh, no, Matt, are you, so, so I,
0: do you have a problem with this one, like you do, Charlotte?
2: No, <laughs>
0: no, I
3: do. I have a. Are you asking if I have a problem playing Coastal?
0: Yeah, like Charlotte.
3: Yeah. No, no, I have no problem playing coastal. Now, Charlotte, they are clearly, clearly beneath us, guys. So big problem there. I agree with you one hundred percent.
1: Hey, by the, by the way, guys, and want to get some feedback from folks on uh put your favorite what about your favorite bowl memories that you have for pirates? Oh. Uh, do you have a favorite or at least narrow it down to one or two? That's what I'm before we get out of here.
0: I think everybody's gonna go Peach Bowl, but for me, because I became a pirate fan after the Peach Bowl, I became a fan in the '94 season. I've gone back and watched the Peach Bowl many times, but my favorite bowl memories would be uh, one involving um, uh, Matt Simez the 1995 Liberty Bowl went over Stanford, um, the yep. the uh, Gallery Furniture.com Bowl win over Texas Tech, where uh, Stokes had a hell of a game, and um, Keith Stokes, and then uh, obviously the Burm- the uh, excuse me the Hawaii Bowl win where Chris Johnson just was a madman against Boise State. And uh that was a huge, huge win at the time, um, uh, to beat the Broncos, who were to me, you know, it, it, up until the last couple of weeks the Coastal fell off, they had been the been getting that kind of Boise State buzz a little bit the last few years. So I like I say, I look forward to this game. I really do. I, I hope our players do and I hope the coaching staff does. But
1: What's your least favorite ball memory?
0: I'm going to go 2001 GMAC ball.
1: Yeah, I was getting ready to say that, Kyle. Uh, the, the, uh, my mom, I was visiting where I'm living now at the time. I was visiting my parents, and my mom said, your team is up 30 points. Why don't you just go to bed? I said, Mom, you don't understand. I'm an East Carolina fan. Maybe I jinxed this, but uh, I'll never forget that. Uh, you score, what, 61 points and you lose a game? Um, Unbelievable. Not-
0: just, yeah. I still just want to go hand the ball to Leonard Henry. Just, just hand it to Leonard Henry quit throwing the ball.
1: Yep. What about you guys' favorite and least favorite bowl?
2: Uh, honestly, there's not a, there's not a lot of options because we haven't had a whole lot of success. So, ninety one and ninety five the the Peach Bowl and the Liberty Bowl uh, wins over NC State and Stanford, and then uh, and then obviously that two thousand seven Hawaii Bowl uh, where Chris Johnson had what. 380-plus yards. He set a bowl record for total yardage against um, the Broncos, who were a year removed from that big Fiesta Bowl win over Oklahoma themselves. Uh, so that was, uh, that was a huge deal because, uh, you recall, that was the first of three consecutive wins over ranked opponents, on Boise State, yep. Virginia, Virginia Tech, and West Virginia. And uh, going back to the 95 Liberty Bowl, Honestly, I guess I was, what, 14 at the time. I did not realize this pace. He said the Stanford tree got line on Bill Street by, by a Pirate fan. I didn't,
0: I didn't know that either. I didn't. I didn't. Matt, um, what are your memories of the 95 Liberty Ball?
3: Awesome game,
0: hard-fought game.
3: Um, you know, I just remember defensively, you know, great performance by the Pirate defense to hold that, you know, that offense in check. And, and it was – the best part about it, guys, was the year before was such a miserable ex- experience losing to uh, a really good Illinois team and then being able to go back and win the game.
1: 30 to nothing, man. That Liberty Bowl alliance, that was – that was crazy. Monica brings up one, too, uh, Bubba. Losing to TCU in 99 was the worst. Amen, Monica. Hmm. I remember that. That was – that was not cool. That was surprising. Monica.
2: Were, were you a huge fan? I, I was at that game, the GMAC Bowl. Well, I guess no. Was, that was the when it was just the Mobile Alabama Bowl. Oh, yeah. then, it be, then it became the GMAC Bowl in two thousand and one with that sponsorship. But uh, the Mobile Alabama Bowl that she references, I think it was twenty eight fourteen Horn Frogs, uh, Monica, and that night with Ladainian Tomlinson. Did you get tired of hearing the frog horn? Oh
0: God, I know I did mm-hmm. on TV. Yeah. Uh, and I think the Mogo Bowl is now called the Lending Tree Bowl. Briefly, it was called the Dollar General Bowl, which I thought was the perfect name for a bowl in Mobile. <laughs> I, I mean, Dollar Boy. General is a huge corporation, but you cannot get excited about going to the Dollar General Bowl. I mean, what are the gifts?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. Um, that's hilarious. I hadn't even thought about that.
2: Uh, Going back to Brendan Armstrong, the the quarterback from Virginia, and Johnny Robertson Anderson earlier.
0: Armstrong, yeah,
2: and Johnny Robertson saying that his OC left to go to Syracuse and made their quarterback Schrader a star this year. Hmm.
0: Well, I, they got a quarterback unless Schrader's graduating. Um, I don't think he's going to go there. But being an Ohio kid, you know, I maybe he's going to look to go to a Mac school. Who the hell knows?
1: No doubt. <clears throat> Will you guys have anything before before we go? What do you think?
0: Looking forward to the game. Got a lot of time to break it down between now and uh, the 27th. interested to hear Mike Houston's comments on it. I, I, did Mike Houston comment on it today? All I saw was a statement from Gilbert.
2: Give me uh, a moment, guys. And I, I had the comments from John Gilbert as well as Mike Houston. Okay. I didn't see any from
0: Mike, but I saw them from Gilbert. So we need to, you know, hear that real fast from Bubba. Um and interesting to see what the players think. I, like I said, I think the players may be excited about this matchup. They, they, they probably know a lot of those Coastal players. Um, Coastal's been gotten so much hype the last couple of years. I, I think that the players may be more excited than the fans. Could be wrong. By the way, another thing, just while Bubba's looking that up, that I was going to mention earlier, we were talking about opting out and with the new playoffs expanding to 12, I would like to see all non-playoff balls go pre-Christmas. And I know that would really load the week before Christmas up with ball games, but I think you'd see less opt-outs. I really do believe that. I think that part of the reason players opt out sometimes is because they're not that excited and they don't want to go spend Christmas away from home. I don't think it would cut down on all opt-outs, but I do think it would help some.
1: It definitely couldn't hurt.
2: And uh, I have those comments for you from um, John Gilbert as well as Mike Houston. Uh, First from John Gilbert, uh, Director of Athletics, we are honored to accept an invitation to the Birmingham Bowl and play in the postseason for the second consecutive year under head coach Mike Houston. I'm excited for our student athletes, coaches, and staff to represent East Carolina University, our community, and all of Eastern North Carolina. In conjunction with Mark Meadows and the Birmingham Bowl, I know our young men will have a first-class bowl experience and we have a dedicated group, including a special group of seniors that have worked to rebuild our football program. We are looking forward to Pirate Nation joining us in Birmingham. Um, And then Coach Houston says that this is an exciting opportunity for the young men in our program who have shown an exemplary commitment and dedication to moving our football program forward in a positive direction. Playing in back-to-back bowl games is another step in our journey to restoring the prominence of Pirate football. I know our young men will be prepared, focused, and enthusiastic to represent the Purple and Gold in Birmingham. And uh, one other note, um, Mike Houston will be meeting with the media on Monday afternoon at 5.30, and um, that will be to discuss only bowl matters. And looking ahead, there will be no type of uh, looking back at anything that transpired uh, during the regular season. That's only to address uh, the bowl game. matchup and events surrounding the game and things of that nature.
0: Um, and got, more go.
2: go ahead, Matt.
3: Sorry, Kyle. I'm going to cut you off. Um, I was going to say, you know, this team has a lot to prove in this bowl game, guys. I mean, I don't think anybody's really satisfied with the last two games. You know, let's face it. The Temple game, we found a way to win. But, you know, wasn't our best performance, especially defensively. The last two weeks were, were ugly. Um, so, right now, as a team, you really have to look yourself in the mirror and challenge yourself to get ready for this bowl game because that's not the type of identity we want to go back to on defense. Um, so this is a big game, and you really want to right the ship, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball if you're Blake Harrell. You want to get back to the
0: to the quality defense you were playing earlier in the year. No, I agree with you 100%, Matt. Bob, I was going to ask you, uh, their interim head coach for Coastal, what is his name? They announced that today.
2: No, I actually have not seen that yet. Uh,
0: I saw it on their message board. I don't know if it's been officially announced. But they they about like it was a done deal over on their message board. and I do not remember the name.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm looking that up. I'm I'm not sure who's going to be leading the Shanta Clears in the in the bowl game. It's kind of
0: important that we know that.
2: No doubt. All right. So it is, it is Chad Staggs, uh, who is the defensive coordinator and safeties coach.
0: That's right. There we go. Chad Staggs and our, most of their fans were not happy about that decision.
1: All right. So, we'll, uh looking forward to the matchup again at the Birmingham Bowl, the ticket smarter Birmingham Bowl, East Carolina, Coastal Carolina. That's going to be great. We're going to go bowling, and that'll be on December 27th. And we'll have a lot of coverage between now and then. And looking forward to a lot of great guests in the meantime. All right. So for all of you guys listening and watching, thank you so much, Kyle, Matt, Bubba. Appreciate you guys as well. We'll get out of here. You've been watching our bowl show right here on the Sports Objective. Good night, everybody, and go Pirates. Go Pirates. They back This is our house This is our town Our top Every one night Copy that Everybody in the stands Go wood out To speed Live Baby don't hold back Every foot every yard, Every first down Every touchdown With the cannons blast Get it on Get it off Get the wind going Let like the hurricane Y'all make the